the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Greetings to you. Thanks for coming along today. Kath, good to see you as well. John, I just last night came to grips with the fact that the Olympics is going to end soon. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of wearing that lightly, but I know you wear it much I, heavier. I, I, I take it hard. I, I come and go with it. Uh, when it ends, I just feel like I've lost my friend. What? I just love it. I love it. You know, I went out last night with my daughter because, yeah. uh, you know, my husband has a semi-regular gig at this restaurant in the uh, kind of in your neighborhood. And so I went to hear him last night as a surprise. Yeah. My daughter and I showed up. And uh, so I had to record the Olympics because I was, you know, carrying, otherwise engaged, you know, doing something relational with a human I actually know. Relation. And as I was sitting there, we we're having a great dinner, enjoying some great music. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, what the heck's what going am I on? With, yeah, what's going on with the Olympics? So you're that, sitting there listening to your husband's music, going, "I need to watch, watch that, some curling." Isn't that surfacey? What's the like? The curlers are like, I don't know them. Yeah, here's the thing, though. It's on tape delay anyway. So it's like you're it getting is. No, I know. And right? plus I was recording it, so it wasn't like I'm never going to see it again. Right. But I feel badly because I didn't get to see, you know, one of the epic moments of last night. New Mike, may I ask for our Olympic update? Thank you. We salute you Olympians worldwide. And Pittsburgh Penguin fans salute sister of Phil Kessel, Amanda Kessel. How about that? And all the American women winning hockey gold at what, 2 o'clock in the morning? Yes. Okay. And a 3-2 overtime shutout. Isn't I mean, that shootout? Over, shootout. Shootout, which shutout. is different than a shutout. It is, yeah. I'd so, rather have a shutout, but a shootout's a lot of fun. Phil Kessel's sister, Amanda Kessel, mm-hmm. game scoring Isn't gold. that awesome? Super cool. Okay, Mike, were you up watching that? No. Mm-hmm. I wish I was, though. John, were you up watching it? Uh, no, no. No. It was about 10.30 or so. I said, okay, I'm going to bed. Okay, so that's I've much before the hockey game was over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I would assume they would show portions of that ton- on tonight's broadcast. Oh, I'm sure. They might show it. It's an entire Yeah, because that would be – I would. I have never, ever seen a women's ice hockey game. Haven't you? Never. You know what's interesting about it is if you didn't – you know, if the, with the helmets, if, if the helmets were not covering that they were women – you wouldn't really know the difference. Okay. I mean, it's aggressive, hard hockey. Yeah. It's really well done. Mike, have you watched any of the women's hockey? No, I haven't. Okay. I wish I would. Yeah. I wish I twice you said wish. You yeah. know, I haven't been watching the Olympics that much, and I wish I had. That's three times. Three times. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I have been watching is the, uh, the you know, pairs figure skating, because oh, I just you absolutely. you have not been. You are so. I'm so addicted to that. You, you know, are not. You, you're just making that up. No. Please. You know, yeah, both of right. you are. Yeah! What a shot! Amanda Kessel. Who doesn't love Phil Kessel? Isn't that great? I'm so happy for her. Now, what's going to happen is Amanda Kessel is going to show up at the, uh, at, the, at the paint. Don't you think? Oh, she, of course. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. She'll yes. be there. Yes. 
Yeah, I heard uh, – I saw an interview with Phil Kessel saying that it's like horrible for him to watch this. He said, it's like killing me. So he gets a taste of what all, all exactly. sports fans go through. He said, what the heck? He said, I'm like, I'm sick. I can't mm-hmm. eat. I can't do I'm just, you know, like living and dying with every so shot. Much. Okay, so the Olympics ends tomorrow no, Sunday. night. Sunday night. Sunday night. Yeah. Okay. All right, just let it go. Okay, let's talk about other good things about yesterday's all Olympics. Right. Okay, so first, How Amanda Castle. Figure skates. How would you stop it, Mike? Leave it with the figure skates because you know why? Because you don't mean it. No, you don't. But I do because I love Paris figure skating. And just because you guys are, you know, duds Mm. with no artistic awareness at all, John can do a great triple toe. Oh, I can. Yeah, you should see me. I was out of Papa Gogo in the Mall. I was flying around there. Holy smokes! For the first time ever. Tights. And was. Was this was this this could be one of my favorite Olympic moments of this uh, Winter Olympics? Mm. Jessica Diggins and Keegan Randall winning the gold for America in the cross country sprint last night. John, am I making that? Oh up? Oh my goodness! <laughs> it looks like supersized ducks trying to run across someone's front yard, <laughs> and it is so wonderful. I mean, and the what makes it wonderful is, of course, the athletic power and that enthusiasm, that tenacity, and but what really makes it the cherry on top of it is the announcer, the NBC, uh, who is I don't even know who the guy we is. We don't know this guy's name, and we we have looked for this audio all over that we could not find this audio. His enthusiasm. He is the most excited mm-hmm. color commentator I think in the history of sports. Exactly. He adds a whole <laughs> other dimension. To, you would think, well, that looks kind of weird. I'm going to watch that, and then all of a sudden you engage in that enthusiasm. And oh you my think, gosh! Oh, this is super. That cool. man is the uh, is the greatest. You so think, Americans won the gold. Yeah, Americans won the gold. Cross country. Uh, yeah, Jessica Diggins, Keegan Randall. Keegan Randall, I know, is from Alaska, so she probably was, you know, cross country skiing, you know, or across the, you know, fruited plain up there. Um, Jessica Diggins is from. I want to say I think she's from Los Angeles. Anyway, they both won gold. How do you do that? How do you do cross-country skiing in L.A.? You know, a lot of those skiers are from L.A. How's that work? I don't know. Have you seen people with the skis with the um, the rollers on them? No. Yeah, they sort of like, you know, they're training skis. They're like inline yeah, skates? but they're but just they're... gigantic skates or skis with the little rollers on it. So so I guess that's how they do it in L.A. Where do you go? Like I the also mall parking heard, lot? I also heard... Um, my dad told me that he's, you know, those little, you know, behind the scenes oh, yeah. clips that they show mm-hmm. is that uh, they have the aerial practice, you know, so it looks kind of like it's like a small size ski jump. But they go down and then there's a jump at the end. Oh, yeah. That they do that in L.A. and then they jump into a pool. Oh, OK. That makes so sense. they practice with water first mm-hmm. before sure. they do. So, OK. Anyway, Weird. the other thing, David Wise wins half pipe gold. Loved it. I mean, that half pipe. Have you? That's one of my favorite events. I love the half pipe. Here's the thing. I saw. Of course, we all saw Sean White win the gold in the uh, snowboard mm-hmm. half pipe, which was awesome. But I've been following David Wise on Instagram because I read an article about him pre Olympics where he talked about being a believer and having a wife and kids and how unusual that was in his sport. Is unusual that, that, that there are. That he's married at such a young age and has two little kids. That's unusual. Yeah. In fact, there was an article that was penned about him uh, for the last Olympics. Um, they called that, quote, David Wise's alternative lifestyle. Oh, my gosh. The fact that he's married and This has is kids. where we've come. Anyway, but listen to this. Uh, this is an article from the LA Times about David Wise. And you saw this live last night. I missed it. You Loved said it. it was fabulous. It was fabulous. Okay. Um, he wasn't sure if he would survive this past year. 
Listen, he's, he suffered three concussions, plus serious injuries to his shoulder and back. His wife, Alexandra, experienced severe postpartum depression. His sponsors fled. His sister, Christy, lost her right leg in a hit-and-run boating accident and nearly died. And one of his students committed suicide. This all happened in this year. He said he's 27 years old. He said there are two ways to react to adversity in life. One way is to feel slighted and to allow yourself to be bitter. But the other is to use the adversity to your advantage and to gain strength and momentum from it. I choose the latter. He's a believer. Yeah. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. And he's a really fun follow on Instagram. Well, I saw, I was telling you about this. So I, I didn't know who he was. And so I'm watching this. What is it called? The, the half pipe skiing. It's freestyle. Half pi- freestyle skiing, half yeah. pipe or something. I don't know. So there are I these guys on these gigantic skis and they're doing the same things in some ways like the snowboarders are. But it's on skis, which makes it even, I think, more difficult. Oh, it's crazy. Do you know that his sister is an Air Force HC-130 pilot? She lost her leg and had to be amputated after this hit-and-run boating accident. What is that? Okay. But she returned to flying. She deployed twice. And now she's determined to ski at the Paralympics in 2022. Holy smokes. But that's a weird thing. Who has a hit-and-run boating accident? I never heard of such a thing. Anyway, God anyway bless them all. There's, a, there's a great article in the LA Times about uh, David's family, and they talk about their faith, um, getting them through all of these challenges, and the great rejoicing when he. Brought I the am gold sure, fabulous. Night. Okay, so that's our, you know our sort of casual Olympic update. No, I think it's I think it's very serious very Olympic update. All right, so you can watch tonight. Are you home tonight? Heck yeah, I'm watching it. You're doing double duty tonight because you get to catch up from last night. I do, but the beauty of it. Fast forward over the commercials. Mm, that is nice. Life is good. No, you know what's nice about it? This because you're watching both channels. I'm watching NBC, NBC Sports yeah. and NBC. So I flip back and forth, right. which I love. Anyway, Thank okay, you, Mike. Uh, we got a great show ahead for you. We're going to talk about Billy Graham again today in deeper detail. So stay with us, and we're also going to talk about something called the Prayer Wheel. Straight ahead. Oh, oh, I should have should have done. W-O-R-D. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. It says, and do the first works. What is that? Go back and begin by faith to obediently do what you did when you were first saved that you're not doing anymore. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, Escape the Coming Night, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 W-O-R-D. Let's have a little talk, one conservative to another, about Scott Wagner, who, believe me, is no conservative. Wagner admitted to his hometown newspaper he's not very religious and that social issues aren't important to him. Then Wagner dropped a bombshell and said despite 30,000 abortions a year in Pennsylvania, he sees no reason to change Pennsylvania's liberal abortion law. That's unconscionable. And it's being pro-choice, just like Tom Wolfe and Pelosi. Now Wagner is joined with liberal Democrats in the so-called bathroom bill. Wagner co-sponsored legislation that allows people to decide for themselves which gender bathroom they prefer to use, even in our public schools. One pro-family group called this Wagner's radical agenda. And it's why pro-life, pro-faith families are supporting Paul Mango for governor. Paid for by Mango for governor. Yeah. Traffic. It is what it is. Stalled cars on the Kennedy Expressway. 
Missed concerts, football games, lots of cold dinners, and cold shoulders from Cindy. How much longer do I have to do this? Kids miss me. Cindy misses me. Our marriage is missing me. With a financial strategy from Kurt Knodek. Then I heard Kurt Knodek on the radio again. Retire sooner than they planned. Retire sooner. I called Kurt. We talked life, family, retirement. He had my numbers. Then Kurt pulls out this retirement plan, personalized for me. Look at that. Retirement wasn't that far off as I thought it was. Now the only thing I'm missing? The traffic. Do you need a financial strategy for retirement? Let's talk. Accurate Solutions Group. 800-360-1645. That's 800-360-1645. Investment advisory services offered through Accurate Investment Solutions, Inc. I'm Tiffany Haddish, and I use Groupon so much, they made me the spokesperson. Yeah, I'm a celebrity now, but that doesn't mean I don't like to save money. With Groupon, I get the celebrity treatment on a budget. Because even though you're paying less, doesn't mean you're getting less. It feels amazing to get up to 60% off a massage, 50% off a manicure, and 40% off a facial. With Groupon, I still look fresh. It's just all for less. Download the app and save. Groupon. Hey, everyone. This is Ed Glover from Urban Impact with today's Man Up Minute. Common mistake that many of us make as fathers is that we try to get our children to be what we want them to be instead of what God made them to be. God created you in your mother's womb. And when he made you, he made you to be unique. You are one of a kind, and so are your children. God created your children, and he has a purpose for their life, just like he has a purpose for yours. The problem is, we want our children to be something other than what God has planned for them to be. We forget that he is still ultimately in control. And when this happens, we create rifts between us and our children. I encourage you to help your children to understand at the end of the day, God is who they will be accountable to for their life's work, not you. Come alongside of them and find their God-given sweet spot and help them to carry out the plans that God has for them. I'm Ed Glover. Thanks for listening to today's Man Up Minute. For more information, visit us online at uifpgh.org. As I look back over my life, it's full of surprises. I never thought I would become friends with people in different countries all over the world. I see how God's hand guided me. When I began preaching many years ago, it is not with any thoughts that I'd be preaching to large audiences. Come to the cross. God has done this. I think a lot of us are still musing and thinking and praying about Billy Graham and his passing yesterday at the age of 99. So we've welcomed welcomed any number of guests to join us on that journey. Right now, David Aikman is back with us. David is a former senior correspondent for Time Magazine, the author of more than 10 books, including most recently, The Delusion of Disbelief, How the New Atheism is a Threat to Your Life. David wrote a book a while back about Billy Graham, his life and Billy Graham, his life and influence, and he joins us today. David, welcome back to the show. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on again. David, it's always good to talk to you. And I, we were thinking about you yesterday because, of course, we knew the book that you wrote about Billy Graham. And it, it, I, 
I thought you were the perfect person to ask about um, Billy Graham's influence internationally. We've talked a lot about him being America's pastor, America's clergyman. Um, apparently, his body's going to lie in state in the uh, Capitol. Um, but right. you've lived an international life as well, and as did Billy Graham. Can you talk about how he was looked at in other countries outside of America? Well, the very first time I met Billy Graham, it was at his crusade in Hong Kong in 1975 <laughs> and I had never heard him speak before in uh, excuse me in in real life and so it was an opportunity both to hear him at a crusade in this case in Hong Kong and also to interview him privately which I did hmm. and apparently the Hong Kong crusade was famous up until that point for having the largest percentage of inquirers among the total crowds that attended the crusade that they had ever experienced. Wow. And I have to say that uh, the Hong Kong people, even those who were not Christian or were certainly not even uh, inquirers at his crusades, responded very warmly to him. Uh, he and his wife, spoke at a, an impromptu open-air press conference in uh, Statue Square in Hong Kong, which is one of the main locations of the city. And everybody was very impressed with how wonderfully well-bred Ruth Graham looked. I mean, she just seemed to be wonderfully poised and charming and elegant, and that made a very big impression uh, as soon as they arrived. And then he had a number of meetings with different people. But I also, of course, traveled to China um, and uh, saw talked to people who had met him in China when he visited the country in uh, 1987. I talked to people who had uh, seen him in Moscow um, when he led a crusade there in the, the 1990s, which had uh, an incredibly uh, impressive effect. So internationally, he was respected and beloved by Christians of all stripes as the quintessential bearer of the gospel in unadulterated and pure form who had at the same time exemplified the moral life of a virtuous Christian. Mm -hmm. And people were just stunned by the character of the man that came through on in every public appearance that he made in different countries that he visited. And David, how does that translate? I mean, it's one thing for us to, as committed Christians in the United States, to hear and understand the gospel. But somewhere in China or in other parts of the world, especially non-English speaking places, and there's a lot of different cultural barriers to overcome. And of course, I'm sure there had to be translators on stage. So everything had to slow down a little bit. There was a little extra sort of cushion or weight to the event. Can you talk about that? Yes. yes, that's true. I mean, um, I met the man who translated for him at his first crusade. Well, it wasn't his first crusade, 
but it was the crusade at which he had spoken to the largest number of people at one time. I think more than a million Koreans in in the capital city, excuse me, the capital city of of Seoul. And um, the translator was a well-known Korean evangelical Baptist, and he did a wonderful job. And I think the remarkable thing about Graham is that the quality of his humility shone through wherever he was, regardless of who the translator was Mm, or what the culture was. People Mm. seemed to respond to a man who was genuinely humble and sincere and uh, a man of integrity, and that was extraordinary. Mm. We're talking to award-winning journalist David Aikman, a long and distinguished career at Time magazine. Also, David, the author of a book on Billy Graham called Billy Graham, His Life and Influence. You know, David, times are different now, and so when it seems like everyone has to have uh, an opinion on every issue, um, Billy Graham didn't carry that. So when he went into a foreign country, um, if he went into the Soviet Union or when he went into Korea, um, he wasn't, you know, campaigning for refugees or he wasn't trying to, you know, advocate for the release of prisoners. I mean, he was. And and so how do we look at that now? Because if Billy Graham was was in his prime right now, if he was a pastor, he'd have to be doing those things. That's just how we look at the world now. Well, a lot of critics of Graham, especially in this country, commented that he was not, um, he was more a pastor than a prophet. That is, he did not speak truth to power directly as some um, preachers have done in various different countries. And that is true, and it's particularly true in the United States when he was very friendly with many presidents. The only time he ever really sort of created a bit of tension between himself and the president was when he was uh, relating to uh, President Jimmy Carter at the time on the issue of abortion, which he flatly, uh, of course, rejected. Graham rejected abortion throughout his life. I think he ran into a little bit of trouble Um, at least in the view of many people who otherwise admired him, when he visited the Soviet Union in 1982 at a a peace conference organized by the uh, Russian Orthodox Church. It was largely a propaganda conference, and many people criticized Graham before he went saying that he shouldn't play into the hands of of Soviet propagandists. But he, in spite of the opposition, actually, of his wife to his going, he went, and it led to the most extraordinary list of contacts. He was, after, after going to Moscow and attending that conference, he was invited by one by one by the leaders of the East European countries, places like Czechoslovakia, Poland, Hungary, and eventually Romania, 
And the fact is that that was a foot in the door to preaching the gospel in places that had previously been completely closed to him. Right. Um, he, he famously said, I will preach the gospel in any country that does not tell me what I can preach and wherever they allow me to, to preach the gospel, which he indeed did, including in China, of course. Uh, but the fact is that Dan Rather, who at the time was a CBS anchor person, um, criticized him forcefully at the time for going to Moscow and to, for propagandizing this peace conference. And later on, he said, you know, I was wrong when I criticized Graham because I realized later on what an incredible impact he had on the collapse of communism in Eastern Europe, uh, particularly in Romania. He was invited to Romania in 1985, and one of the pastors whom he met and became friendly with was a Hungarian, an ethnic Hungarian pastor, Protestant pastor in, uh, in uh, Romania called Laszlo Tokes. Mm. And Laszlo Tokes was an outspoken critic of the communist regime. And it was in his city in Timisoara in 1989 that major rioting broke out against the Ceausescu communist dictatorship, which led very quickly to the overthrow of Ceausescu himself. Really? So uh, an extraordinary... Uh, unexpected event that had direct consequences from the original visit to yes. Romania. David Aikman is with us. David is a former senior correspondent for Time magazine, the author of more than 10 books, including most recently, The Delusion of Disbelief, How the New Atheism is a Threat to Your Life. We're talking about his work on Billy Graham called Billy Graham, His Life and Influence. So, David, with just a minute or so left, um, the fact is, and for any number of reasons of which are obvious, I think, to most people, we will not see the likes of uh, a man like Billy Graham, probably at least not in our lifetime and maybe never again. There was just the right person at the right time that he espoused the gospel unafraid and did so from a worldwide platform. Now we're so splintered and so anti-Christian around the world. And often feels, cynical in our own perspective. I think. Yes, so give us your thoughts about that. Well, he was an extraordinary man. He followed the call of God to be an evangelist. He did not uh, detour from that call. He'd been offered jobs to, to start Christian universities, to become a successful Christian businessman. He was even once offered a million dollars by somebody if he'd run for presidency of the United States. Hmm. And his wife, Ruth, said to him, well, I wouldn't do that because um, I don't think you'll be successful as the first divorced candidate <laughs> for presidential <laughs> office. That's a great response. <laughs> so, yeah, she, she really squelched any possible leaning he had in that direction. That's good. But he was, he was very humble in his calling. He knew that God had called him to be an evangelist. He found that out when he was 18 on the 18th green at the uh, uh, Florida Bible Institute uh, um, on the on the 
Atlantic coast of Florida in uh, near Tampa. And he was faithful to the calling throughout his life, and yet he kept himself absolutely pure in reputation and behavior. And can I, I don't know whether I have a minute left. To yes, sir. Yeah, you do. An account of, well, one of the things that Billy Graham followed was what he called the Modesto Manifesto. Three evangelical uh, colleagues got together in 1948, and they said, let us think what we can do to avoid the pitfalls that have upset the careers and lives of so many famous evangelists, the sort of Elmer Gantry syndrome. And they concluded that gold, girls, and glory were the main problem. <laughs> so uh, gold and glory is obvious. They, he agreed that they wouldn't accept any estimates of crowd except for what the police said. But as far as girls uh, was concerned, Graham and his colleagues decided that they would never be alone in a room or a vehicle with a woman who was not uh, that person's wife throughout their lives and career. And he kept that up. And of course, there, was, there hasn't been a single shadow of suspicion about his, propri his uh, propriety and integrity. And everybody who ever met Graham knew that he was impeccable in his personal behavior. Mm. Now, recently, when Vice President Pence said that he also would never uh, be in a room uh, mm -hmm. alone with a woman who was not his wife, he was roundly chastised and made fun of by the press yes. because they thought that was a sort of puritanical approach. But my goodness, what would the world have been like if Harvey Weinstein had followed the Modesto Manifesto? I meant to that. Yeah, Matt, preach that. Yes. Thank you, David. Yes, David. Well, well, thank you so much. We always appreciate your very unique perspective yes. internationally as you join us here in Pittsburgh. Thank you again, David. John and Kathy, thanks so much for having me on. The pleasure is always ours. David Aikman, former senior correspondent for Time Magazine, the author of 10 books, including most recently The Delusion of Disbelief. And uh, we've been talking about his book, Billy Graham, His Life and Influence. David Aikman. mom or dad of a child who struggles, you've searched high and low trying everything you can. From tutors to counselors, specialists to pills, you've tried them all with little success. You need to know there is a program that has helped tens of thousands of kids just like yours. Brain Balance Achievement Centers can make a real difference for your child. Brain Balance is a drug-free solution that deals with the root cause of issues like ADHD, dyslexia, audio processing, and behavioral challenges. Our combination of sensory motor exercises, academic skill building, and a clean eating plan doesn't just mask the issues, but gets to the root of the problem. If your child has trouble making friends, is disruptive in school, or is frustrated to the point of tantrums, now is the time to call Brain Balance Achievement Centers. Learn more at brainbalance.com or call 724-390-9012 today. This is Ron Trzynski of the Original Mattress Factory. 
We are often contacted by people who are shopping for price via phone or online before actually going out to buy. We're happy to give out that information because we can save you hundreds of dollars over the national brands. But price alone means nothing. What are you getting for your money? How good are the quality and support of the mattress? At the Original Mattress Factory, we sell value. What is value? Value is the combination of price and quality. A manufacturer can make and sell a mattress for almost any price. After all, removing components and using cheaper materials does lower the cost, but it also compromises quality. So the price may be low, but the actual value will be even lower. When you shop at our store, we show you the value, the quality that you can see and touch. Buying on price alone is self-defeating. Cheap is cheap. Value is what counts, and our mattresses are the best value. Check them out at an original mattress store near you and experience more than just a mattress store. Experience an original. It's a new year and a big year here at Calusi Chevrolet because the team at Calusi is now entering their 100th year in business. Hi, this is Tunch Elkin for my friends at Calusi. With the International Auto Show happening right here in the Berg, the savings on the entire lineup of Chevy cars and trucks are unbeatable. Right now, you can save over $11,500 on select 2018 Silverado Crew Cab pickups. Must qualify. See dealer for details. And remember, they're easy to find online at Calusi.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. Got issues with youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit, offers more than a 1,000 free online resources for youth and high school sports coaches, parents, students, and administrators. Visit PCADevZone.org. Cloudy tonight with some rain developing after midnight. Temperatures holding steady or even slowly rising a bit tonight. Tomorrow, warmer with periods of rain. Watch for flooding, high 64. A spotty evening shower tomorrow night, then occasional rain and drizzle late 45. Saturday into Saturday night, periods of rain, some heavy, with a high of 52 degrees. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Just finished a conversation with uh, the distinguished Dr. David Aikman, live from Ireland, uh, giving an international perspective on Billy Graham, who passed away yesterday. Uh, Peter Smith wrote a great article for the PG also yesterday, and uh, he was talking about Pittsburgh connections and Billy Graham. But in Peter Smith's article, he talked about um, Billy Graham and desegregation, which is something that has come up several times Mm -hmm. in several different articles over the last 24, 48 hours. Um, And there was criticism for Billy Graham early at the beginning. He always insisted on desegregated rallies in the North. Take the ropes down. Take the ropes down. He was big on that. But then when he was in the South, he didn't at first. And he said the reason why is that whatever culture he went to, he did not go in to tell them how to do their thing. All he was looking for was a platform to preach the gospel. And that was the extent of it. However, things did change when Billy Graham went on his historic crusade to South Africa. And when he was there, he said from the moment he touched down that it would be a desegregated uh, situation at the crusade. And in large part, people are saying from an outside perspective, that proclaimed the doom of apartheid. Really? Yeah. That now, was the, obviously, all those things sure. were in motion. I'm not trying to say that Billy Graham is the reason why, why apartheid was finally defeated. I'm just saying he was one of the things. I love it. 
Um, one of the things that because all it takes is right. one more thing and one more thing and one more thing, right? right? And it, it it just makes me think of how hard we are on people who are in public life when they screw up and when they, when they don't make the right decision. Mm-hmm. And maybe Billy Graham should have first of all he wasn't perfect, so I'm, he should have made a whole bunch of different decisions in his life. But maybe in his early years when he didn't insist on desegregation at his crusades in the South, he should have. But what's exciting to me about his story, looking back on a life well lived is that he learned his lesson yeah, and he changed. Right. He went through the process. Right. So we can never be so judgy when we're talking about public figures that we doom them to a life that they can never improve on. Right. That's how you were and that's how consistently you stay. Right. All of us change. People tend to deride uh, politicians in particular. You know, I changed my mind on that issue. I never do. I feel like, look, we all change our mind on issues. Yeah. So if if a politician is sincere in saying that they've been persuaded to a different point of view, I have no problem with that. I agree. However, if they're saying that because they got a new, you know, bunch of, you know, donors, that's a whole different thing. But That in a poll. Exactly. But anyway, if Billy Graham can learn, so can all of we. Right? We're doing the best we can. Take a break. Come back. We're going to talk about something unusual, which is an ancient tradition, the prayer wheel. Straight ahead. Connor Lamb has been called Nancy Pelosi's hand-picked candidate, and she'll do anything to get him elected. That's because Pelosi knows Connor Lamb will follow her liberal herd. Backed by Nancy Pelosi, Lamb will be a vote for her liberal agenda of higher taxes, more job-killing regulation, and a weaker military. Connor Lamb, he's with her, not us. Built American tough, Rick Sacone. As a U.S. Air Force officer, Rick Saccone defended our country against commandos and espionage from North Korea. As a senior counterintelligence agent in Iraq, Rick Saccone captured and interrogated terrorists. As congressman, Rick Saccone will fight for Pennsylvania jobs and oppose Nancy Pelosi. Rick Saccone protects our families, community, and country. Built American tough. Rick Saccone. Paid for by NRCC and not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. www.nrcc.org. NRCC is responsible for the content of this advertising. Families are discovering a better way to vacation on Tripping.com. One search on Tripping.com lets you filter, compare, and sort homes from the world's top vacation rental sites, so you'll always find the best deal. From furnished beach houses to cozy ski lodges, lakefront cabins to luxury condos in major cities, Tripping.com has them all. Vacation rentals offer more, more privacy, more space for everyone under one roof, and more choices with fully stocked kitchens, extra bedrooms, and even hot tubs. All the comforts of home and then some. Best of all, at Tripping.com you'll find more savings with rates up to 80% less than traditional hotel rooms. Planning your family's spring break to Florida? Tripping.com. Can't wait to visit Lake Tahoe this summer? Tripping.com. Dreaming of a cabin in the Smoky Mountains? Tripping.com. This year, get out of the hotel room and into the vacation home of your dreams with Tripping.com slash plan. That's T-R-I-P-P-I-N-G dot com slash plan. Find your perfect vacation rental on Tripping.com. I'm Tiffany Haddish, and I use Groupon so much, they made me the spokesperson. Using Groupon is easy. Just save with the Groupon app on your phone. There's nothing to print out, which is great because I'm the type that if I can save on it, I'll do it. Paint class? Yes. French cooking class? Wee oui, wee. Oui. Brazilian steakhouse? Let's get the meat sweats. Hot yoga? Love it. The only thing I won't do is pay full price for what I do every day. Download the app and save. Groupon. 
When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. One of the things I think about as I pray sometimes, you know, during your prayer life, is that as I'm praying, you think about the sweep of history and how many millions, hundreds and hundreds of millions of people have also prayed in similar fashion like I have. But the the truth is, you know, everything that's uh, old is new again. And recently there was a discovery that involved something called the prayer wheel. Uh, Jenna Reese is with us. She is a senior columnist for Religion News Services, the author of Flunking Sainthood, A Year of Breaking the Sabbath, Forgetting to Pray, and Still Loving My Neighbor. She's been a guest on our show several times in the past, co-author of The Prayer Wheel. Jenna, welcome back to the show. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm good. How are you? Real good, thanks. Boy, Jenna, this is an interesting story. Uh, A book of the four Gospels, originally from an abbey in Liesbourne, Germany, was part of a group of rare manuscripts from medieval monasteries that went on exhibit in a New York gallery. Uh, Talk about that exhibit and talk about this sheet that was found near the front of the book. Right. So my co-author, David Van Bima, who was the religion writer for Time for many years, was invited to this art gallery exhibit where some of these artifacts were coming up for sale. And the one that really caught his eye was a Gospels book that had inside it this page that had a wheel on it with concentric circles and Latin. And he said, what is that? Hmm. And that was the beginning of our journey. Nice. So the wheel breaks down specific prayers. Wait, okay, first of all, what? so what is the wheel? Yeah. So it, it's a drawing or what? It is. It's a drawing. It's two-dimensional. We'd love it to be three-dimensional where we can spin all the component parts, but uh, that hasn't happened yet. So it's about 900 to possibly even 1,000 years old, and it has four concentric circles in a band. It looks like the curling. If you've been watching the Olympics, it kind of looks like the goal in curling where you have the the center that they're trying to get to. And in our wheel, the center said Deus or God. And so all of these little steps on the way are leading you on a path toward the center, toward God. And we believe that's how the monks and nuns would pray with this tool. And it has been such an honor to try to kind of reverse engineer a spiritual practice. I mean, like John was saying, there's this whole sweep of people praying through history and to try to understand how they did it then, but also what we need from it now. Yes. And so it's in some ways you and your co-authors and I'm sure other people as well are playing a prayer detective as you sort of delve into this. But what's fascinating to me is that some of these prayers, or if not many of these prayers, are prayers that we still pray today. Exactly. So that's what's the genius about the wheel. These are the seven petitions of the Lord's Prayer. So thy will be done, um, thy kingdom come. Those are broken down into seven pieces. And then the Beatitudes from the New Testament are broken down into seven pieces, seven scenes from the life of Christ, and then seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so the cool part of this is how they are combined and why in a particular path you've got that Beatitude paired with that gift of the Holy Spirit or that 
piece of the Lord's Prayer. Interesting. So it's really neat. As the prayer wheel sort of unfolds, what sort of timeline as the wheel rotates are we talking about, Jana? Well, it, timeline in terms of how it how like how, how, how long used. do you do it? Like, is it do you, you know, days, yeah. weeks, oh, months? How does that work? Well, huge amount of individual variation. People can feel free to play with it. What we've done in the prayer wheel book uh, is to devise basically a seven week spiritual practice based on these seven paths to God. And then that's the whole first half of the book. And then there are also kind of recombinant DNA ways of doing it so that like if you are praying for someone who is ill and you want to pick particular little aspects of the wheel that will be fruitful as you pray for that person, you can do it that way. Or, you know, if you're just feeling tremendously grateful for something, then you can, you know, pray the wheel with gratitude in mind. It's, it's amazingly flexible. I love this so much. So in some ways, you know, it, it looks to me as though um, it's almost like a larger version of a, a Catholic rosary bead, right? That there is a circular index that floats around. There are specific intentions that are applied for whatever, you know, whatever purpose you're, you're working with, and it all comes back home again. So it just around and around we go. Mm. I like that image a lot. And certainly, you know, the rosary as a medieval spiritual practice kind of never went away. Uh, But other medieval spiritual practices like this one and also the labyrinth, which was rediscovered Mm. in our time, um, I think that this is pretty amazing that we can dig back into the past. There's a a verse in Jeremiah that we used as the epigraph for our book that talks about um, stand at the crossroads and look and ask for the ancient path. Mm -hmm. We have a lot to learn from those who went before. Yes. And so, Jana, have you yourself been on this prayer wheel journey? Yes, I have. We, so that was 2015 when David was first introduced to the wheel, and he invited me and also our mutual friend Patton Dodd to help him craft this as a devotional book. And he's written a little bit about that. You know, he himself is a, what he calls a secular Jew. That's how he describes himself. And so he realized that as he got deeper into the wheel that he really needed people to walk alongside him who are familiar with prayer (laughs) and who are regular. I mean, you know, like I'm so regular, I'm not, I should be better, but that I have this as a love and a desire to be continuously better at prayer and connected. And so then obviously you've used this, yes? You've gone on this prayer, spiritual discipline to some degree or another? I have. And it's been really exciting as just in the last few weeks as the book has been published and also Lent began a week ago. So on our Facebook group, which is just called The Prayer Wheel, if any, it's open to anyone, um, we started doing daily devotions where we're walking through a segment of The Prayer Wheel together every day and lifting up elements of concern in our lives or things that are just moving to us and then sharing them in the comments. It's been really cool. This is what's fascinating to me about this. Um, it requires, like the putting together of this prayer wheel, whoever did it, um, and we don't, there was no name attached to it or no group of names, Jan. Am I right about that? Right. The idea for combining these things in a particular order came from Augustine. So it's even older than the wheel itself. But then whoever it was that made this genius visual graphic 
we don't know who that it's just was. fascinating what i love about it and i guess this is a tribute to augustine but also to the to putting it in visual form is what really seals it is that it it gives us a visual clue that the story of God is a story. It is a it is a total idea, beginning to end, and it has many different factors and many different portions, and it takes many different different tributaries. I say this on our show a lot. Years ago, when I was in college, a friend of mine said that the thing that bothered him the most when people read the Bible is that they didn't read it like a book. Like if they, if you pick up any other book, you assume that the end has something to do with the beginning. But when people pick up the Bible, they don't assume that. They just assume they can read a verse here and it's going to be really meaningful, and a verse there. But there's no integration in how people. Look at the Bible, and yet it is the most integrated book that you could find across so many centuries of writing. And and this prayer wheel to me gives us that, like I said, a visual clue that that is what the story is. It is an integrated idea. Oh, I love that. You know, and it's that kind of integration. Those connections are all through the wheel. Like when you're done praying the path, which is number seven. Um, the gift there is the fear of the Lord. When you move on to the next one and you go back to the beginning, you start with path number one, the gift there is um, wisdom. So remember that passage in the Bible, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So when I made that connection one day, I sat there and I just had chills, you know, that this has been so ingeniously designed that it, it never really ends. We can yeah, isn't that wonderful? And so, and so there was, so Augustine had such a full understanding of the story that mm-hmm. he saw, and, and perhaps that was engineered by the Holy Spirit. He saw how they how they fit together in ways that, that we might never notice. I would not have noticed. Absolutely. I love it. So That's wonderful. Then go back to the image of the prayer wheel uh, inside the book. Uh, is the book ava- is the is the prayer wheel book available, you know, the um, the image itself to use? Yes. And in fact, um, it's in the book. It's reproduced as it looked originally, but then we also hired a designer to create a streamlined English version oh, version, no. you know, since I don't speak Latin, read Latin, <laughs> most of us don't. Yeah, we sure. don't assume that our readers will and so those are sprinkled throughout the book with kind of visual guides for um, graphically marking out which path we're on right now. And then if you want to, uh, you know, if you want access to the prayer rule without buying the book, that's fine too, right? So that's available just on our Facebook page in the, the Facebook prayer wheel group or on the website, which is prayerwheelbook.com. Nice. Okay, now let me say one other thing. The original is so gorgeous. Mm. It really is. Just to describe it a little bit, it is on this beautiful parchment. You can actually see the smudges of people's fingers as they traced this and moved through the prayers. And the ink is red and black alternating. It's very striking looking. I love it. So what happened at auction? Who, Who bought the piece? Can you tell us that story? Yes. Um, not directly because I wasn't there, but basically uh, the the nation of Germany bought it back because this had been in a monastery, as you said, in Germany. And so that monastery has since been turned into a museum just within the last couple of years. And apparently this is one of their showpieces of the museum, which I someday would love to go visit in person. Yes. 
Well, it's a really incredible oh, story. It is. I'm. I'm just. I'm so happy you yes. devoted yourself to a project like this and brought this back to life. Oh, so, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Jenna. The pleasure is ours. And uh, so, I just went to the uh, the Facebook page, the Prayer Wheel, and I, I asked to be part of the group. So, I look forward to that. So, if you let him in, oh, then he'll be a part of your group. <laughs> I thank, certainly will. Very nice. Thanks, Jenna. Always a pleasure. Jenna Reese has been with us. The Prayer wow, Wheel. It's so neat. It really is. A daily guide to renewing your faith with a rediscovered spiritual practice. Look for that on, a, on our Facebook page as well, okay? The Prayer Wheel. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. I'm Pastor Bill Brain of the Pittsburgh Protestant Reformed Church located in Forest Hills. At the same feast where Jesus identified himself as the I Am, he also made this claim of himself in John 8, verse 12. I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Again, Jesus identifies himself as the light of the world. No, he's not claiming to be the sun or the light that God created on the first day of the creation week. Jesus identifies himself as the spiritual light that shines in the midst of spiritual darkness. Spiritual darkness is sin and unbelief. It is a darkness so deep that it blinds a person to the things of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus comes into that darkness and shines forth the light of life. We'll explain more later. Find out more about our church at prcpittsburgh.org or call 412-727-6778 preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things that concern the Lord Jesus Christ. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit ExtremeTruck.net. 412-257-1006, ExtremeTruck.net. Wouldn't it be nice if we had this band in the studio with us? Everybody thought we did have Burn the band it. in the studio. We dig it. No, 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 no. Yeah, they did. I think they did. I like I it. That. It's kind of snappy. Yeah, I right? want you to be snappy. <laughs> <laughs>
Wait a second. There was a gigantic, I've never witnessed that before. This massive eye roll. Yeah, I want you to be snappy. And a Let me tell you, with all the eye rolls I've seen in this studio, it's long past time I did one. Okay. Yeah. We've had eye rolls, and many, many eye rolls here. We mm-hmm. sure as heck have. What is your preferred? Funny you bring. What is your preferred method, or um, uh, well, I don't know what to call it, uh, ideal of ex- exclamation? Mm. Right? You mean like as far as writing it? When I go, no, no, like uh, like the eye oh. roll. I Hol- go, what? Hol- but, yeah. Holy smokes! Holy! That's smokes. what I do all the time. Uh-huh. Yeah, and for Pete's sake. For Pete's. Sake. I say that all the time. Wow! I yeah. also okay. more than once have said Holy Moses. Or my uh, this comes from my uncle. He has said this forever. Hmm. Holy man! Holy man! Yeah. <laughs> huh. I don't know what that means, but really? it's very. I always laugh. Huh. Holy! Man. I worked with a guy who would always scream out, "Sweet Jesus in heaven!" And that's kind of you know, kind of borderline there. Yeah, it is a little borderline. Right? Sweet Jesus! In I think heaven. I'm going to stick with holy man. Okay, holy holy man. Holy man. I don't know. There's not too many holy men. I'll tell you that. Maybe we're just looking for one. We need one. WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. In the wake of the emotional debate in the country that has followed the massacre of 17 teenagers at a Florida high school, President Trump says the idea of arming teachers is worth considering. It's called concealed carry, and it's it only works where you have people very adept at using firearms, of which you have many. And it would be teachers and uh, coaches. While Betty, Becky Pringle, vice president of the National Education Association, says the idea of arming teachers is opposed by her three million member teachers union. Absolutely, it's not practical. We know that um, arming teachers and other support professionals that are in our schools is not the way to bring the kind of safety that our students are demanding of us. On Wall Street, the Dow by 165 points. The Nasdaq dropped nine. The S&P up by three. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, the nation's oldest Chevrolet dealership. I'll tell you what, doors, particularly entry doors, have been huge for us this year. Energy swings Donnie Dara. People have invested in houses in the early 2000s, and a lot of those houses had builder-grade doors in them. And unfortunately, they need new doors, and we are a platinum dealer with an entry door company by the name of Provia, and Provia offers fantastic doors, but to show that they're fantastic, we have an iPad app that we can take a picture of your home, the front door primarily, and actually look at those doors and build the door on the iPad and you can change the type of color the door is, change the glass style, the shape of the glass, the hardware, everything. The curb appeal is just phenomenal. So entry doors has really been a big thing in the Pittsburgh area. We're really on the cutting edge of that. Right now, get $500 off every entry and patio door this winter, plus a free video doorbell with your purchase and an additional 5% for word listeners only. Visit EnergySwingWindows.com. It's that time of the year at the Springhouse in 84. It's Dairy Farm Tour time. That's right. We actually invite classes of school children to our real working dairy farm. The children love feeding the calf, milking the cow, and even seeing where the cows sleep and smelling what they eat. 
Many children today have never even touched a baby calf, nor have they associated the wonderful cow as the source of the milk that they get from the grocery store. At the Springhouse in 84, we are so committed to teaching children about farming and helping them understand how much the city mouse and the country mouse truly need each other. Call 228-3339 or have your child's teacher set up a date for your child's classroom farm tour and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse in 84. Hey, it's Allie. You may have heard me talking about the YP10 weight loss system by Slim Me One. I lost 25 pounds in 30 days about five years ago, and I've talked to people for years who had incredible results. I'm here with Kevin, one of the creators of the YP10 weight loss system. Allie, you and I talking. As you talked on the radio for years about this program, people would come up to you on the weekends and live events, and they'd kind of give you that whisper and say, hey, Allie, tell me the real story about YP10, because they didn't think it was really real. It happened all the time, and the reality is is that I was the biggest non-believer, and then after doing the program and losing 25 pounds in 30 days, my husband lost 30 pounds. I had friends and coworkers that were losing incredible weight, and then listeners that I spoke to for years that were calling and raving. It's an exciting way to lose weight, and the most important thing is that it works. The YP10 weight loss system by Slimming One is so good, it has a guarantee. You can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days or get your money back. Check out those details and order your YP10 at SlimmeOne.com. That's S-L-I-M-M-E, the number one dot com. Cloudy tonight with some rain developing after midnight. Temperatures holding steady or even slowly rising a bit tonight. Tomorrow, warmer with periods of rain. Watch for flooding, high 64. A spotty evening shower tomorrow night, then occasional rain and drizzle late 45. Saturday into Saturday night, periods of rain, some heavy, with a high of 52 degrees. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome. Happy that you're with us for the 5 o'clock hour of The Ride Home. And, you know, I don't know if you noticed, even though it's cloudy out today, the days are much, much longer. I like that. Much longer. I like that very much. I mean, we're driving home in some sort of pseudo light. You and I. In, to some small degree. Yeah. I'm, and I'll I, take I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled with it. Love it. I mean, sadly, I'm wearing a scarf again. It's okay. And I'm wearing my heavy sweater. This well, is my, my winter outfit. It's still February. No, and it's just damp, and so it's even colder. Damp. Okay, it does. But, how? like, we're a bunch of babies. When you see the top of the alpine ski, like the, the downhill hill. When you see that from and, afar. Yeah. Oh, my God. Does that look like the edge of the earth? It does. You know, I, so I think to myself, and by the way, Mike, could we have the Olympic update music? Thank you. I think to myself, who are the people that decide what hill they're going to go down? I don't so, know. do they go through South Korea in a helicopter? And do they did are there four people and or five people and they vote? Well, I wonder if that hill was used before for you know skiing. Has it been? I don't. I don't know. know. But at some point, somebody had to decide we're going to ski down this hill. Yeah. Why that one? 
I don't you, know. Because you've seen all the topography, right? They have these gorgeous views yes. from a helicopter. Incredible vistas. What, why are we doing that one? There are like 60 other options. Well, maybe because it's just so incredibly steep. Yeah, but they're all, they're all incredibly so, Okay, so first of all, who picks what hill they're going down? Mm-hmm. And second of all, who are the people, and I want to see a special on this, who engineer those hills? Who decide... Where they're like, what path they're going to take, and where the gates are going to be, and yeah. how they who does that, and how they you know ice it over, and what kind of composition of water or you know of ice and snow they use. I, I was a, yeah. I was watching alpine skiing last night, and I thought this is uh, what an amazing thing. Yeah. They have to figure out where they're going to put the little hut, you know, at the top that they all have the starting gate. I like that little hut. I, I like was looking that at hut. that the blue roof, and I'm thinking. I'd like to sit inside there for a little bit. I did like that. that hut. And then you see that little camera on the arm, right Like right at the start. Yeah. You think, who's running that? Everyone has these really weird particular jobs. Have you seen the chairlift? No, I've not. Okay. The chairlift, I mean, there are several different chairlifts, depending on all the different events. But the one chairlift that's around that big downhill, it looks like, <laughs> it looks like cat carriers. You know, like if you have a cat and you're taking him to the vet, yeah. it's like a little it's like a little cage and there's a handle on top. Oh yeah. That's what it looks like. <laughs> it looks like a bunch of cat carriers going up. It's like someone's holding the handle and just you're in like a little cage. It's not yeah. like a chair. It's like the uh, it's like the um merry go round of Kennywood and Kittyland. That's what it's like. That's what I thought. It's yeah. So here's So the, maybe that's a better example than cat carrier. In a way. I don't want to trump your, you know, cat carrier, you know, diagram. Oh, that's all right, I can take it. How's the deal? Uh, so when the Olympics leave, will anyone ever use that again? Or we come know. back like you know, or well, you like know, Chernobyl? Well, well, yeah, because that's what happens. You go on, right. you you know, the you, bird's nest. You right, the bird's nest is collapsing. Right. Because first of all, the 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 architect who built it, he was you know hailed in as prison. a great hero of communism before the communist Chinese government put him in prison, but it's falling apart. You look at you know Athens, that whole venue, mm-hmm. which was so historical because it was going to be the was. The hun- what, what anniversary even of the Olympics was that? But it was that was the one where we were right. going to remember the first Olympics. But what about- and that that's like in unbel- not just disrepair, it's just falling apart. It, it's co- collapsing. Well, you look at these Olympics. When you look at the crowds, don't they look a little thin? I thought the same thing mm-hmm. at that skating final. And listen, no more commentary from you guys on skating. Okay, I what? don't want to hear oh, anything. Yeah, because all you've thing. been doing is dissing it. And couple skating's my favorite. Boring. Okay, oh, it's so beautiful. It, Mm-hmm, yeah, it's just don't patronize me. It's it's really boring. It's Listen, boring. seriously, it is. I lo- it's not. No, it is. You got to know. There it aren't is. very many people watching it, which is sad. But you know, I mean, it, physically watching it, I would like, rather in, watch sap roll down from a tree. I, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of sportsmen like the conduct there. You as well. guys are artistic. <laughs> I thought, at least previous to now, I thought you were. And now you're like seeing this gorgeous art that's being put out on the ice, especially in the ice dancing finals, and you don't get it. No, I get it. I just don't want to get it. It's yeah. just, it seems, I just, I mean, I, it's weird. It's not weird. I, it I is. tried to get it. You did. I mean, you didn't try. Oh, yeah, I no. had to because my, my wife absolutely loves it. And I'm just sitting that, there. You know why? Okay, because she has taste. It. She yeah. has taste. She sees a fine thing and she says, yes, I'd like to see more of that. How about the guy who is commentating from the Hunger Games? What's up with that? He looks, does he, uh, Johnny Weir looks like Stanley Tucci in the Hunger Games. Am He's, I making that up? No. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little over the top for me. Yeah, uh, you know, and I got no problem. I mean, oh, okay, it's just a little exuberance. Yeah, there's a, there's, a little. 
There's a lot there. But it is. It's a Hunger Game kind of thing. Okay. Can we do an Olympic update from last night, though? Okay. Yeah. Shows yeah. Okay. Uh, Amanda Kessel, sister of Phil Kessel. She probably doesn't want to be known that way, but oh, because no, we're does. all Penns fans, and we're, I'm just going to call you that. She's the sister of Phil Kessel. Um, all, she led the American women to a gold medal Very nice. in women's hockey. My guess is Phil Kessel's success is helping to fuel. Love Very that. nice. Love that. I mean, you know, all the Olympic athletes have to raise their own funds. If you're a Phil Kessel's sister, it's pretty easy to ask. Yeah, she's, hey, bro. Yeah, can you help me out with some hockey cash? For the first time ever, Jessica Diggins and Kicken, no, Keegan Randall won gold for America in the cross-country sprint last night, oh, which, John, you and I watched. Loved it so much. And you think, how exciting could cross-country skiing be? If you didn't see this, you can't imagine. Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, so wait, wait, how did you liken this? You said it looked like what? Um, ducks. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what they. What oh, said. come on! He said a good thing. I don't know. You said a good thing in hour one. Now Something you can't like, remember what it was. No, I don't. Something like. Waddling. I think it was large-footed ducks well, walking across the front yard. But it is. Yeah. They're like going womp 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 womp, and, and there's no grace there. But there's b- brutality. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine? Could you believe lungs? how she came? She was in. Th- you know, there are three of them at the end of that race. She came, she was in third. She was in a solid third. Oh yeah. And they were saying, "Oh, this is going to be good. The Go. U.S. is going to get the bronze. This is going to be awesome. Good, good." And then. She started to just take off. She crushed it. She was going around the outside, and all of a sudden, she was in second. And they were like, wow, this is really amazing. And then it was like right before she went across the finish line, she was in first. (gasps) Oh, it was awesome. Fabulous. Oh, my gosh. It was fabulous. When you see that, you think, like the average person could do that. You know what I mean? Do cross-country skiing. I can cross-country ski. Do you have any idea how How horrendous of a cross-country skier I am? I can't even come up with adjectives to... More ac- most accurately describe myself. But you can picture yourself doing that. Oh, I've done it. But then when you see that on top of it. It's so, and let you know me tell you, that must be? if you've cross country skied, you know that it's nowhere near as what it looks like on TV, right? Mm. It is so easy to fall and it is so easy to get your skis crossed. Mm. I mean, I had my skis crossed more than I had them uncrossed when mm. I was cross country skiing. When I look at that, I think, I think I'd just rather stay in the lodge. For sure. Right, just if hang. you tried it, you'd, no, you'd, no you'd hate it even more right. than you imagine you'd hate it. To win a gold medal for sitting by the fire. David Wise wins half-pipe gold after, endure, after enduring adversity on and off the slopes over the last couple of years. Amazing story. Oh, my goodness gracious. So David Wise started, uh, it, his first two runs were like complete total disasters where he fell. So he had to sort of marshal himself, rally for that third per- perfect run, which somehow he found the wherewithal to do. And he captured the gold. He could have the greatest smile at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Love him. He suffered over the last two years three concussions plus serious injuries to his shoulder and back. His wife experienced severe postpartum depression. They're the parents of two young children. Yep. Um, he lost several sponsors. His sister, Christy, very tragically lost her right leg in a hit-and-run boating accident and nearly lost her life. And then one of David Wise's students committed suicide. He said this, there are two ways to react to adversity in life. One way is to feel slighted and to allow yourself to be bitter. The other is to use the adversity to your advantage and to gain strength and momentum from it. I choose the latter. Very nice. Yeah, it's very exciting. Uh, Yes, he was there. His sister was there. Last night, yeah. I mean, she's. I mean, this her. She's a year, year and a half out from her, um, from her amputation, right. um, and she, of course, wants to wants to ski herself in the Paralympics in 2022. Because not only is she an athlete, but she's an Air Force HC 130 pilot.
God who, after she lost her leg, after she lost her leg, was deployed twice. Really? God bless people her. like that. That's like high-achieving people, isn't it? I mean, you know, you go to the Olympics and your family's around, the Kessels, all this. It just kind of runs in the DNA. I love that. Me too. I love that. It's outstanding. Yeah. So, so congratulations to David Wise. Outstanding. Take a break. Come back. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Billy Graham with uh, Grant Wacker in just a few minutes. Stay with us, won't you please? It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy on a Thursday afternoon as the cloudy sun is still with us. It's an Olympic edition. WORD. Paul wrote 1st and 2nd Corinthians in response to a plea from believers in Corinth who didn't know where to turn for help. His advice to them was to turn to God. We've got more philosophies and theories and charity organizations than we know what to do with. But our society isn't getting any better. And it won't until we turn to God. I hope that you'll join us on Through the Bible as Dr. McGee reminds us that the gospel of Christ is the only solution for what ails us. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Yeah, traffic. It is what it is. Missed concerts, football games, lots of cold dinners, and cold shoulders from Cindy. How much longer do I have to do this? Kids miss me. Cindy misses me. Our marriage is missing me. With a financial strategy from Kurt Knodek. Then I heard Kurt Knodek on the radio again. Retire sooner than they planned. Retire sooner. I called Kurt. We talked life, family, retirement. He had my numbers. Then Kurt pulls out this retirement plan, personalized for me. Look at that. Retirement wasn't that far off as I thought it was. Now the only thing I'm missing? The traffic. Do you need a financial strategy for retirement? Let's talk. Accurate Solutions Group, 800-360-1645. That's 800-360-1645. Investment advisory services offered through Accurate Investment Solutions, Inc. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323, 800-494-2323, or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. 
So what did you think? I was really impressed. You were right. Newcastle Christian Academy has a lot to offer. Couldn't you just see Lauren thriving there? Yeah, I really like that uh, Orton Gillingham... A reading specialist, I know. That could really help with her dyslexia. And all of those extracurricular activities? Hey, they have archery. I mean, how cool is that? And band and drama. And scholarships. Newcastle Christian Academy. Preschool through 8th grade. In the heart of Lawrence County at nccaed.org. We continue to reflect on the passing of Billy Graham yesterday at the age of 99. Grant Wacker is with us. Grant is the Gilbert T. Rowe Professor of Christian History at Duke University Divinity School. His work, a landmark work called America's Pastor, Billy Graham and the Shaping of a Nation. Grant, welcome to the show. Happy that you're with us. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, Grant, John and I listened to so many uh, videos, uh, audio clips yesterday of Billy Graham across the years. And we kept saying to each other that he could never, it wouldn't have worked now. Our culture is so different. Our communication is so different. I think we're way more cynical uh, than Americans were maybe in 1950. So I guess my question for you off the bat is how did 20th century America produce a man like Billy Graham? He, he rose at a particular time and place uh, and uh, late 40s, uh, 50s. And um, uh, I think it's it's not an accident that he rose at the same time that the fear of communism uh, overtook the country. And uh, he saw communism as, a, as another religion, an atheist uh, religion for sure. And so as people became fearful of communism, then he uh, spoke to that fear, uh, and they gave him a, a public visibility. So that was one aspect of the time and place. The second is that he exploited the media. He was a genius at uh, knowing what media to use when. Uh, so he was one of the first, uh, not the first with radio, but the uh, one of the first with the syndicated radio, with television, and then worldwide pictures, ultimately produced 32 full-length feature films, um, popular magazines in multiple languages, Braille editions, uh, I mean, just on and on. I mean, he was uh, way ahead of the curve in in terms of media. So So, those are two examples. So was was that because he was a techie? Was that because he was good at spotting trends? Or was he just able to do that because those technologies were rising at the same time he was? I think the last. Um, he, he was very astute about knowing what was going on. And I'm not suggesting that it was in any way cynical. I mean, he just had his antenna out, and he knew what the problems of the age were and what the opportunities of the age were, and he used them. And, you know, when he was uh, challenged, especially when he went to Germany, they said, well, you're, you're selling the gospel like, like, like soap. And he laughed, and he said, if I have the best product in the world, I'm going to use every means possible uh, to proclaim hmm. the best product in the world. So he's very upfront about it, and I, I think that's one of the one of the reasons for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, but and, and, I'm sorry. Go no, you go, Grant. No. Well, well, I, th- I think though you're quite right that the kind of preaching he did in those days would not be uh, open. Uh, the culture isn't open to it today. Yes. Uh, you know, kind of assertive, decisive. Uh, there's no qualifications. Uh, and uh, this this is the way it was. And, and yet the genius of Graham is that everybody felt that they knew him personally and, and that he knew them. 
Uh, it's just wonderful. Um, I've, I've read hundreds, actually, several thousands of the letters people wrote to him over the years, and one person wrote and actually said that uh, and said, um, I know you, you don't know me, but actually you do know me. Mm-hmm. And that said a lot, yeah. It sure did, yeah. So, uh, Grant, we talked just briefly yesterday, and I know that you know since Billy's, Billy Graham has passed away, you've been inundated with uh, requests to come and join people on the air. But you said you know, yeah. uh, yesterday that you, you were still processing this because you had spent 10 years working on America's pasture. Can you talk about that, about what that processing meant for you? Because, you know, I think like a lot of us, you know, you knew that Billy Graham was in poor health and it was just a matter of time. But still, when that moment came and you read or however you found out about Billy Graham's passing, it was still a surprise. And in some ways, you know, you're still brokenhearted. Sure, and you know, it was part of me that thought he was invincible, Mm -hmm. Uh, that he would go on forever. Uh, and so there's a sense in which, it, you know, you have to be surprised. Uh, but today's the day. Uh, but I did know, I mean, yeah, sure, I, you know, I, I, I feel uh, grief, but the grief is modified by knowing that he suffered uh, a great deal in the end. And, um, and he wasn't afraid of death at all. Um, he, he was afraid of, of the pain of dying. He was very realistic. He said, I've seen a lot of people and how they died. And so he didn't play games. He didn't sugarcoat it. He said, you know, it, for many people, the actual process of dying is painful. Mm-hmm. But what I look forward to is the life beyond, and especially he talked about being reunited with Ruth, uh, the love of his life. Um, so my sense of, you know, of, there's grief, but also a joy uh, in knowing uh, that he is he doesn't suffer, and he's passed on to be with the Lord. Yes. Um, that. That brings, that brings comfort, yeah. And, and, but an era has ended. No doubt. We'll not see this again, will we? I don't think so, no. Uh, it's probably because I think we're not likely ever to see anyone with his gifts. Uh, but as, you, as you've said, uh, you've said very astutely, uh, the times have changed. Yes. Um, I mean, he came to the fore in the era when we have you know families sitting around at black and white television and... Uh, in the front room and you know when you know when does that happen anymore i mean it's it's just another world it surely is so grant what about that when you first started to think about writing about billy graham did you uh, can you talk about that timeline did you reach out did you know billy graham then and over that course of those 10 years of writing what about that relationship i mean i'm sure you had interactions with him so going in did you presuppose one thing about billy graham and then at that 10 year reflection were there surprises about the man himself yeah uh there were two uh one is i was uh, astonished by the authenticity of his personal humility and here I have to be very careful. He he did not lack self-confidence. I mean, this is the paradox. People assume, well, if you're a very humble person, you don't have much self-confidence. And that's not true. He had complete self-confidence. He was totally willing to meet kings and queens and leaders and hang out with presidents. I mean, so that was not it. But there was this deep inner sense that he was uh, God's servant. And any gifts that he might have were simply given to him. That he had not earned at all, and and you you find that out. I mean, I found that out immediately when I was a man of deep piety and deep personal humility. Um, so that was um, 
it was a surprise and uh, something I've, I've taken to heart. Uh, I wish I could combine, you know, self-confidence with humility. Um, the way he, he didn't, he didn't think about it. I mean, it's just the way he was. The other thing that I was astonished by is in reading the letters that people wrote him and, um, they just poured out their heart. I mean, mm-hmm. some of them are very funny, uh, especially children's letters. Uh, but people just, they just told him everything uh, as if he was their closest friend. And, and of course, the vast majority of people who wrote to him never met him in mm-hmm. person. They couldn't. Uh, he received literally millions of letters over the years. Um, and every, every letter received a response. And all the responses uh, said... Uh, uh, Mr. Graham himself can't read all the letters, and so we are you know, his, I don't know how they put it, his authorized uh, representatives. Um, but this is what we believe he, he would say. And he, he did spot check the, the letters that were sent back, so you know they, they did fall within the range of what he wanted to say. But what, what was most astonishing is, is, is how personal they were and, and, and what people told about, about their pains, their joys, uh, grandchildren being born and they're grieving um and some are so you know they just tear your heart out um especially the grieving um uh, when, mm-hmm. when they lost a spouse or a child or to lose a child to suicide and they would write to, to graham and they didn't ask him to solve the problem they just said pray for me yeah. and Dr. Grant Wacker is with us, Gilbert T. Rowe, Professor of Christian History at Duke University Divinity School. And we're talking about his book called America's Pastor, Billy Graham and the Shaping of a Nation. Uh, Grant, I want to ask you about um, Billy Graham, a white evangelical, um, but a moral conservative and a civil rights liberal. Uh, Would you call him that? Yeah, I think so. Uh I would call him that. Now, he, now he, he has encountered a lot of criticism uh, for his civil rights positions, and I think that, uh, on the whole, the criticism is not well warranted. Now, I say on the whole, there were uh, positions and points in his life where I, I think he, he did step backwards, and um, he, he, he certainly um, did. He, he, sometimes he did regret it afterwards, and then he should have. But on the whole, uh, he made remarkable progress from, I mean, he started off as a Southern white evangelical. In the 1940s, he defended segregation. Hmm. Um, this is the world he grew up in. This, this uh, uh, was uh, just presupposed. Um, by the time he gets to the 1980s, he, he pre, he, he's in the patriarchal cathedral in Moscow. Now, know it. The patriarchal cathedral. I mean, you know, he's not in some, you know, Southern Baptist camp meeting. He, how, how how ecumenical he is. So he's he's in this cathedral in Moscow, and he he says, "I have gone through three conversions in my life. The wow. first is to Jesus Christ. The second is to the necessity of racial justice, and the third is to the necessity of nuclear disarmament." Hmm. 
Like, this is an amazing, you know. Wow. Yeah. You know, w- before you came on, Grant, we talked we talked about that. I think what I what I so love is that we were a- we're able to look back, of course, on a on a long life well lived, yeah. but on a man who evolved in his understanding. And I I feel like we are uncharitable toward our public figures now, assuming that everybody kind of comes to public life fully formed. Exactly. Exactly. And and he said so often. And one of the quotations from uh, uh, Mr. Graham that I most love uh, is uh, was uh, actually it was in 1982. Again, the same year, uh, and uh, he was describing his his change from being a, a strident uh, anti-communist, spread-eagled anti-communist to uh, an, a strong advocate of nuclear disarmament. And he said, "We're on the brink of destroying ourselves." and and not only nuclear, he said, we have to get rid of all weapons, mutually assured. Okay, so he, he makes this, this, this almost 180-degree uh, change over, over the course of uh, uh, 30, 35 years. And then he, he was talking to a group of students at Harvard, and he said, I am still a man in process. Hmm. Hmm. I'm still a man in process. I love that. I love that. From Duke University Divinity School, we're talking with Grant Wacker. His work is called America's Pastor, Billy Graham and the Shaping of a Nation. Grant, and looking back at our notes yesterday, we talked to you years ago about Billy Graham and Louis Zamperini. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that's a great story. Of course, we you know we um when Unbroken the book came out, the Laura Hildenbrand book came out, and then the movie there was all this focus on Louis Zamperini, and the, and the movie itself it kind of broke our heart that it didn't focus really on Louis Zamperini's Louis Zamperini's spiritual uh, life or conversion. Right. Yeah, right. but you know that story. Of a single man, you know, at a Billy Graham event, you know, in Los Angeles in the late 1940s. How many guys like Louis Zamperini who showed up against their own will at, a, you know, a, an event and eventually found Christ? Yeah. I mean, he went because his wife badgered him to it. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's a very human story. And, uh, and then it, it, cha- it turned his life around. Um, and, and Graham was, was, again, he was a stooge. You could say, well, he was cynical, but I wouldn't use that word at all. I'd say he was a stooge. He understood the power of the testimony. And uh, there's no substitute uh, for the testimony of the, of the satisfied uh, convert to Christ. And then he brought people like Zamperini uh, to the stadium or he interviewed them. Or at the stadium, I mean, I mean um, to the pulpit. Now, I can't actually recall if Zamperini himself went to the pulpit, but many of them were brought to the pulpit, and they testified to the change of their life. Mm -hmm. And uh, often these were celebrities, and so people could identify with them in in, in an aspirational way, say, you know, these are are important people. Their lives have been changed. Um, But I would also say that as time went on, he became very aware that probably the majority of people— uh, who signed decision cards uh, were not first-time converts. They were coming back to the church. They were coming back mm-hmm. to Christ. And he was very upfront about it. He said, what's the difference uh, between a person who makes a first-time decision or a person who renews uh, their faith? Uh, it's all the same in God's eyes. Uh, this is what we're... Um, and so the organization wanted to emphasize the first-time conversions. He said, you know, so many words. He said, uh, I, I'm looking for all forms of renewal of faith. This is, this is what I'm called to do as an evangelist. 
We're talking to Dr. Grant Wacker. Grant, our time's almost up, but I want to ask you one closing question. So you started out by asking how, or I started out by asking you how 20, the 20th century America produced somebody like Billy Graham. But I, I guess I want to ask what you think Billy Graham did to the 20th century in America. How, how do you feel like he changed us? Well, he gave us an evangelical movement, uh, and it had existed before, but in uh, very diverse ways. And he brought it together uh, more than any other person. He made it a, a coherent movement and a movement to be taken seriously. Now, obviously, you know, it didn't change America totally, but but it, but but uh, evangelicalism, broadly understood with a small e, became a force uh, to be reckoned with. And before then, it really wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't really have a, a seat at the public table, and after Graham, it did. Um, and I would like just just to add, though, quickly, is that he never associated himself with the Christian right when he came along, because he felt it was partisan, it was divisive, it did not have the inclusive character uh, that he wanted uh, the gospel to have. Wow. Uh, he said, politics is fine for politics, but the pulpit should be something different. Outstanding. Well, Grant, thanks an awful yeah. lot. We really appreciate your Thank time you. here with us. It's been really a pleasure. Helpful. You bet. It's Thank always you. an honor. Thank, Thank you. Bye-bye. Honor's ours. Grant Wacker from Duke University Divinity School. His work, definitive work, America's pastor, Billy Graham and the shaping of a nation. Individual results may vary. Sophia went through a lot of tutoring and got minimal results. For her ADHD, she was almost off the charts. None of the typical therapies met her needs. We felt like we were constantly playing catch-up. There was great guilt, like I had done something wrong. I hadn't taught my child what she needed to learn. She wasn't functioning in society. I knew knew this was going to be the solution. Brain balance is the answer for your kid because it didn't just mask the problems, it actually addressed the issue. That little girl that wants to do well, that wants to please, that wants to make the right choices, is actually able to make the right choices and to please now. This is not my kid anymore. This is this totally different kid. I don't doubt for a moment that I made the right decision in taking Sophia to Brain Balance. It has completely completely changed our lives. Why just mask your child's learning and behavioral issues when you can get to the root of the problem? Call Brain Balance today and make a real difference in the life of your child. Call 724-390-9012. That's 724-390-9012. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit ExtremeTruck.net. 412-257-1006, ExtremeTruck.net. Families are discovering a better way to vacation on Tripping.com. One search on Tripping.com lets you filter, compare, and sort homes from the world's top vacation rental sites so you'll always find the best deal. From furnished beach houses to cozy ski lodges, lakefront cabins to luxury condos in major cities, Tripping.com has them all. Vacation rentals offer more, more privacy, more space for everyone under one roof, and more choices. 
with fully stocked kitchens, extra bedrooms, and even hot tubs. All the comforts of home, and then some. Best of all, at Tripping.com, you'll find more savings, with rates up to 80% less than traditional hotel rooms. Planning your family's spring break to Florida? Tripping.com. Can't wait to visit Lake Tahoe this summer? Tripping.com. Dreaming of a cabin in the Smoky Mountains? Tripping.com. This year, get out of the hotel room and into the vacation home of your dreams with Tripping.com slash travel. That's T-R-I-P-P-I-N-G dot com slash travel. Find your perfect vacation rental on Tripping.com. Most mattress ads are dominated by offers of long-term, interest-free financing, often for five years or more. Just how expensive is that mattress if it takes you five years to pay for it? Retailers build the financing costs into the already inflated price of the product. This is Robin Trzinski. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't offer long-term financing and don't inflate prices. Why? We believe in transparency and honest pricing. Get a great bed that you can actually afford. OriginalMattress.com Cloudy tonight with some rain developing after midnight. Temperatures holding steady or even slowly rising a bit tonight. Tomorrow, warmer with periods of rain. Watch for flooding, high 64. A spotty evening shower tomorrow night, then occasional rain and drizzle late 45. Saturday into Saturday night, periods of rain, some heavy, with a high of 52 degrees. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for coming along today. Taking a trip anytime soon, Kath? Well, I, uh, yeah, I am taking a couple trips Are soon. You? I mean, soon as in over the summer soon, so yeah. I don't know if that's really considered nice. soon. But Remember this phrase? Call your travel agent for details. Well, I remember when I was in college, or when I, mean, I would say when I was in high school, um, travel agents did all the work. Mm-hmm. If you were, you know, my dad traveled a lot uh, in his uh, in his career, and he always had a travel agent sure. who made all the arrangements. So the flight details, the hotel yeah, yeah. details, the rental car details, all that sort of thing. I mean, if you knew somebody who was a travel agent, you'd think, oh my goodness, that That's is a cosmo- so exotic. It's a cosmopolitan lifestyle, It surely it? is. Now... You'd be kind of hard-pressed to find a travel agent. Well, funny you should say that um, because travel agents are making a comeback. What? Now, here's the thing. I, I just read this article. It was an NBC story out of Seattle a couple days ago. And uh, it, it made me think about my recent trip that I took to Maine. This was last summer. And now, of course, we're, we have evolved and we don't need travel agents anymore. And so I went online, like we all do, to plan my family trip to Maine. Right. So we were going to be gone for a week. So I went on TripAdvisor and I searched for the 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 first city or town we were going to be in mm-hmm. so that I could figure out where we were going to stay. Sure. That makes sense. There were like 250 options. OK. With comments and ratings. And, and for each one, there are 300 comments mm-hmm. or 500. Com- so I spent an entire I'm not exaggerating this. I spent a week of my life. Doing nothing but combing through reviews of places. Well, finally, after the, after two days, I was like, I'm just picking a place to stay because this is crazy, right? So I just picked a place to stay. Well, then, you know, we're, we're kind of trying to f- see what Maine is like. So we've got a couple different stops. You could have, I could have spent three months planning seven days of my life. Really? Because if you are on TripAdvisor or you're on Yelp trying to figure out where you're going to eat or you are on Travelocity or, um, Orbits or kayak or whatever your thing is. It's the most gigantic commitment of your personal time that I, 
I see why this pendulum is swinging back to travel agents. Because I'm telling you, the next time I go somewhere, I think I'm just going to call my friend Rick, who's a travel agent, and say, Rick, where should I go there? Really? No, but I like Yelp. I like Expedia. Listen, I was on Yelp. And I like Yelp, too. I've used Yelp for years. But I was meeting a friend in Lawrenceville for dinner last mm-hmm. week. And I thought, I haven't been to L-Town. That's what my niece calls it. I like that. L-Town. I like L-Town. Just, L-town. I've been to L-Town for a while. So I'm going to see. You know, so Everything hipster. about Lawrenceville is changing. Oh, my you gosh. Know, I haven't been there in three months, so yeah, I, better, I better figure out what's going on. Do you know how many places there are to eat in Lawrenceville? Now? Yeah, so hundreds. I took I, – I wasted – Two hours of my time looking through reviews on Yelp. Oh. Now, why did I do that? That's a total. It is a complete waste. Is oh, the wait, best no. word for it. A travel agent's not going to you know, tell you where to go. No, of course not. Of course not. But I'm just saying that's indicative of the way it the works. The searching thing. The searching thing. Mm-hmm. It just goes over and over. So this story from NBC Seattle says this: um, it, What do you do when Expedia? or kayak, or whatever, is not expeditious, okay? This, uh, Chris Mathis says, doing it yourself is a huge time commitment. And oftentimes, you don't get all your questions answered by just Googling or asking TripAdvisor, mm-hmm. right? Chris Mathis was saying, this is why I choose a travel agent now over booking my own trip. Really? Now, this is Chris from TripAdvisor. This so, is what he does. This is his job, so, He's picking a travel agent. I wonder, you know, like in the old days, you go, I'd like to go to the yellow pages and, and look up travel agents. How do you find the travel well, agent? Well, of course, you're going right. to Google travel agent yeah, Pittsburgh yeah. and see what comes up. But listen, Ma- Mary Lightfoot, who has a great name, Mary. she's a travel agent with a AAA in Washington. She says, we definitely have seen a trend of younger people coming in to work with travel agents. Hmm. Our main customers are millennials. That's really? what she said. Our main customers are millennials. Now, so she talked about, you know, this guy, uh, Chris Mathis, who works for TripAdvisor, and this is what he said. He said, we have super busy lives. It's hard for me to want to sit on a computer for hours and hours and research places to go and where to stay. Well, the problem with that is like, so when you go on to whether it's Amazon or wherever, the ratings. So I look at, you know, the five-star ratings first, and then I, after I'm done with that, then I look at the one-star ratings. So then by that time, you're thoroughly confused because someone had like an excellent experience at said hotel, another person would say, well, that's a roach motel. Don't stay there. So how do you, who how do you do believe? You, how do you know? And what, listen, you know people who are going to complain about, about everything, everything yeah. right? So if that person, I'm trying to extrapolate that person in my head, I know who complains about everything, who goes on TripAdvisor and disses a hotel that I might love, right. but I can't tell if I'm just reading about it. Anyway, according to a 2016 report, the American Society of Travel Agents, 22% of people booked through a travel agent in 2016. What's interesting about that is it was 14% just the year before. Really? I'm surprised it's even that So that's an 8% jump in just 12 months. People are getting sick of sorting through all that stuff online. I'm sick of it. So you could essentially be, especially in this day and age, be a travel agent out of your house, right? Well, I I guess you could be because you have access. It's online. This is what makes a travel agent, though, is being there. What do you mean being there? Like well, going, going there. Going to Italy right, or wherever like, you right. go. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll give my, my friend Rick uh, is a travel agent and what he does is he travels. So if he's go, so if you're going somewhere, chances he's are there, he's, he's been there. So he can help He can help you in that way. Now, of course, they're also – I'm sure they have insider you know, websites and communication sure, with other deals. travel agents and all sorts of things. Like, I get all that. But when you – there's nothing that beats – like so if I was – if you were going to Maine this summer, 
you'd say, Kathy, hey, Kath, where should got? I stay? Mm-hmm. And I could say, well, don't stay where I stayed because even though it got four stars on TripAdvisor, it was like five miles from anything else. That's interesting. Which, how did nobody mention that on TripAdvisor? That's yeah, what yeah. I mean. It's just, it's too much time and angst that I think as an individual, I'm just tired of putting it in. Yeah. So experience counts, right? The, the travel agent. I think I'm going to call a travel agent. Really? I think I am. Call your friend Rick. All right, I'm that's fine. I'm going to do that. Would you do that? I would definitely do it. I'd love to, but I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm staying right here. Right, so please stay here with me. No. And you, you as well, new Mike. No, I'm not doing yeah. it. No, Mike and, I, Mike and I are going on vacation together. What? Are you we are Mike? not. Yeah, that's right. Homeowners have the perception that they don't want to do windows and doors in the wintertime. Energy swings Donnie Dara. Actually, winter is a fantastic fantastic time to do windows and doors because the prices are lower and we have what we call warm installations meaning a lot of the work's done from inside your home you don't have this big open gaping hole in your wall you take the old window out you put the new window in the perimeter of the window on the inside and the outside is what takes time to finish and to shim it and square it and make sure it's plumb our employee installers they're covered by workers compensation insurance we want to be sure that they are not injured in any way shape or form so the doors or windows they're installed from inside the home, so that makes it a lot safer. So winter is an absolutely fantastic time, fabulous time to invest in windows and doors. And prices are lower at this time of year, too. Right now, get $200 off every window, $500 off every entry and patio door, plus 5% off for word listeners only. Visit EnergySwingWindows.com. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Coming to Pittsburgh, Sunday, March 4th, the Crowder American Prodigal Tour. March 4th at Carnegie Music Hall of Homestead. With special guest, The Young Escape. Crowder, live. Word FM welcomes the Crowder American Prodigal Tour. March 4th, 8 p.m. at Carnegie Music Hall of Homestead. Tickets available at librarymusichall.com or by calling 877-4-FLY-TIX. The Crowder American Prodigal Tour in Pittsburgh. 
Learn more at druskyentertainment.com. Produced by Drusky Entertainment. It's a new year and a big year here at Calusi Chevrolet because the team at Calusi is now entering their 100th year in business. Hi, this is Tunch Ilkin for my friends at Calusi. With the International Auto Show happening right here in the Berg, the savings on the entire lineup of Chevy cars and trucks are unbeatable. Right now, you can save over $6,100 on select 2018 Malibus in stock. Must qualify. See dealer for details. And remember, they're easy to find online at Calusi.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. I want my cocoa wheat. Cocoa wheat? What's that? Not cuckoo wheat, cocoa wheat. Tastes like hot cocoa when it's part of this complete breakfast. Cocoa wheat, cocoa wheat can't be beat. It's the baby hot stir with the cocoa treats <laughs> to be big and strong. Have lots of fun. Eat cocoa wheat, everyone. It's cocoa wheat. Cocoa wheat, bird brain. Oh, that's um, that that's the, the two- cartoon character. Uh, what's his name? I have no idea. Well, you know, yeah, with the guns. Uh, I forget. Anyway, all right. So, cocoa wheats. Have you ever had cocoa wheats? No, I've never even heard of cocoa wheats. Neither what? Have I. Are you kidding me? I've never had cocoa wheats. Things John and Kathy don't know. Wait, is that a real thing? Yes. Yeah, sure it is. You never had cocoa wheats before? No, no. No. Oh, my gosh. Is that kind of like mush? It's Was like that a like hot cream cereal? of wheat That's chocolate. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe this. This is like a n- commercial from 1980. Wait, is this is it still available? Cocoa wheats. Oh, yeah. Wheats. You can, you can, so you it's can like, still buy them. So it's by like cream of wheat? Or yeah, in the, like yeah. the oatmeal section, like that yes. part. So it's, it's a hot, hot cereal. cereal. It's a hot cereal. Mm-hmm. I have never heard of it. Oh really? my gosh! I think I need a theme song. Things cast never heard of. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that. Maybe a small theme song. Wait, what's it called? Cocoa what? Cocoa wheats. Not cocoa it's, puffs. No. Cocoa wheats. Which cocoa is a wheats. whole other story. Yeah. Cocoa All right. Wheats. Uh, Pour some water for like, you know, three minutes. Okay. Is that your favorite? In. Is that your favorite cereal? It used to be. I can't have it anymore because it's wheat. Oh, and gluten free. Oh, a cold so morning in Newcastle. Right, it's also known yeah. as cocoa gluten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, Mike, so Mike can't have it because you know why it makes mood. him cranky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, according to Fox News, uh, they published just two days back the top ten best-selling breakfast cereals of the year 2017. Best-selling. Best-selling not breakfast the best tasting. No, no, no. Best-selling. And I've got the top 10. I'm happy to read them for you Please now. Please do. Yeah, go ahead. Would you like me to start with number 10? Yes. Number 10 is Raisin Bran. Oh, I like a Raisin Bran. I love a Raisin yeah, Bran, yeah. but it has to be a post-Raisin Bran. I, I don't agree. appreciate Kellogg's. Yeah. Number nine, mm-hmm. Fruit Loops. I, did, oh. somebody, I think that's gross. Somebody brought uh, some donuts into the kitchen today. There were Fruit Loops on top of one of the donuts. That's like a slow death. That's overkill. That's really rough. Number eight, Lucky Charms. Oh, I like a Lucky Charm. They're magically delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Don't you like a Lucky Charm? Yeah. I mean, it's been years since I've had it, but you know, I'm sort of nostalgic for it. Number seven. Mm-hmm. I have a personal attachment to this. Yeah. Frosted mini wheats. Oh, oh yeah. I'm digging that. Do you love some frosted? I do. Mm-hmm. The, oh, the, little, the little ones, the super mini, the ones. smaller the better. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because there's more sugar on of those. Course, give me I those. love that. Build I love up. those. Number six. Yeah. I'm surprised this is up there. Special K. Really? That's number six. Here's that the problem. seems high for Special K. Yeah. yeah. Remember when like Special K first came out? You may not remember this, but the, you know the slogan was "Pinch an inch." Oh right, I remember the now, little like the tape measure. Right now, who's like eating Pinch cereal to lose weight? No one. You're kidding me? Nobody. Number five. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. That's no, see, I've book. never I've never had that. What? Do you know why? Because uh, that looks that looks gross to me. It's it, not. It's delish. Really, really good. Super delish. It's so good. All right. 
Cinnamon Toast Crunch, number five. Number four, yep. The Old Faithful, The Yellow Box, Cheerios. Oh, yeah. Just plain Cheerios? Just plain Cheerios is okay. number four. Because Cheerios comes like in seven different flavors. Now, here's the thing. I like Cheerios if I can put sugar on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you do that, that's it's very, very good. Cherries and blueberries. I'm sorry, <gasps> sugar and blueberries. Wait. Sugar and a banana. Yes. Now you're talking. I was just going to say that, Kat. It read my mind. A green banana. I love that. Ew. No, green banana. Yeah, green banana. John and I are united on that. Number three, Mm. honey bunches of oats. That's my cereal. Is it? Mm, That's sitting on top of the refrigerator at my house. Really? Mm -hmm. With blueberries. Now, do you have that for breakfast? Yes, generally. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, there's several varieties of that as well. Yeah. Many. You can get your strawberry. You can get your almond. You can oh, get your vanilla. Yeah. You don't want any of that? No. Give me the regular. Number two. Yeah. Frosted Flakes. Love them. Love Frosted Flakes. How about they used to have reduced sugar Frosted Flakes, which I love. And now those have gone by the wayside. Because who wants that? If you're going to have Frosted no. Flakes, no. why don't you just go full bore? Here's the deal. Like, you know, like reduced sugar. So it's like the, the, the amount of sugar is like a like cup of sugar as opposed to a half a cup. Huh. It's still way too much sugar, but it's still reduced sugar. I have I have a box of this. Reduced sugar? Collecting dust. Oh, you should bring my... him for John Hall because yeah. he wants that. Has it not been opened? I will not eat that. No. When was my that wa- from? Like 19 what? Oh, gosh. I don't know. My wife bought it. Really? Yeah. Was she your wife when she bought it? Yeah. Okay, hmm. so it's three years or less, so okay. you're good there. <laughs> no, it might not be that any good. Okay, okay the okay, number, number one? The number one top telling... Best-selling. Top, top, no. The number one best-selling breakfast cereal in America 2017... Honey Nut Cheerios. Oh. You know, I've never had them. Really? I've never had them. I've never what? had them. What? No, I've just never had them. You've never had Honey Nut Cheerios? I have not. No. You got to have Honey Nut Cheerios. Where did you grow up in America? I grew up in Swissville. How could you never we had generic have had? Cereal. It's the number one best selling cereal in your country. I don't see puffed rice on that list. Well, and you tell me who's I'm not gonna an wa- who's gonna pick a puffed rice over honey nut Cheerios? I'm just saying that's what we grew up with in Switzerland. John, they are awesome. Really? Do you like honey nut Cheerios? Mike? I love honey nut Cheerios. I love them. The milk right. gets magically wonderful. All of a sudden, I feel like you know deprived or less than I you two we, are. Like I think we need a theme song. We Thanks, do. John Hall does not know. Oh come on! All I think like, we do. You guys are like cereal snobs or something. Listen, honey nut Cheerios. It's the number one cereal in the whole country. You've never tasted it. I'm not on board. No. I can't get my head around that. Just saying. What I do like, though, is some smooth jazz, and that's what this right now. Stay tuned. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy. It's not smooth jazz. Well, it's kind of. No, I don't think. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Most mattress ads are dominated by offers of long-term, interest-free financing, often for five years or more. Just how expensive is that mattress if it takes you five years to pay for it? Retailers build the financing costs into the already inflated price of the product. This is Robin Trzinski. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't offer long-term financing and don't inflate prices. Why? We believe in transparency and honest pricing. Get a great bed that you can actually afford. OriginalMattress.com. Sponsoring a child with compassion is the most effective way to end extreme child poverty. Release a child from poverty in Jesus' name. Sponsor a child now at Compassion.com slash radio.
still am in shock. How, how can you have never had Honey Nut Cheerios? Well, because I've, I've been used to my um, Honey Bunch of Oats. And, you know, once you get something... you, well, want, you don't like circles? No, I want to stay with it. What's your favorite breakfast cereal? Your favorite cereal of all time, Mike, please. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Mm. Really? Yes. That's number one on your list? Number one. John. Captain Crunch. Which didn't even make this list. Captain Crunch. You know, I've never had Captain Crunch. Oh, see, look. Now you're casting aspersions on well, me. Because, but, right but listen, you. Captain, Captain Crunch did not land in the top ten, Yeah, well, John. Uh, sure, other list that it should have been probably ten years or fifteen years ago. Captain Crunch is fabulous. Is it? It was the it, Captain Crunch was the cereal of my high school years. Mm. Now there's a is it peanut butter? I don't know. It's Captain Crunch. Okay, it doesn't have a flavor. I don't think so. It's just Captain it's Crunch. Flavor. Yeah, it's very it's very unique. Captain Crunch. Okay, my favorite cereal, and I know I recognize both of you will mock me for this, mm. but I don't care favorite because I'm going to be honest with you. My favorite breakfast cereal of all time is Grape Nuts. Oh, yeah. that is yeah. like. Tasting despair. No. That unto itself. No. I like grape nuts. Grape yeah. nuts. Grape nuts. You can't like, it's like stick in your mouth no. kind of. No, you oh, mix it's grape. Like eating gravel. No. You mix grape, grape nuts, nuts in with yogurt. Oh. And you are good oh, to go. I nice. eat that probably really? every day. Really? That's every what like, day. they have like in the gulag. Oh, no. No, you're missing out. No, grape no. Nuts. And you know what it's else? Good. Mix it in with some vanilla almond milk. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh. Uh, 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 Where are you from? That's like so elitist. Oh, yeah. Grape nuts and almond milk. What was the guy's name? Yule Gibbons. Yule Gibbons. Remember that? No. I'm glad I pulled that out of there. I couldn't think of uh, like the cartoon character, but I thought of Yule Gibbons. This is Yule Gibbons for grape nuts. He was like some naturalist. You don't know that? Oh, no, but I, I want to be Yule's friend. Oh, yeah. Because of his naturalist tendencies. He's long gone, believe me. That oh. was decades ago. Well, I bet he lived longer because... me an expert on natural foods like cattails. Yes, they're edible. I look for natural ingredients in my Is that him? Food. Yeah. I recognize that, that voice. Yeah. This is a wholesome cereal. He's talking about cattails? Ho- no, he's talking about grape nuts. No, it's a wholesome cereal cattails. because it's so natural. Yule Gibbons. All right. I like himself some right. grape nuts. Hey, thanks for being with us. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow, God willing. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.